inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And be busy. Really, really busy. Matter of fact, the human brain is loaded daily with 34 gigabytes of information. Deluge of information in modern times by the media and other information sources has led to a daily bombing of the average human brain with such a large volume of information which could overload even a powerful computer, according to new U.S. scientific research. The study, conducted by researchers at University of California, San Diego, under Roger Bond, according to the British Times of London, believes that people are every day inundated with the equivalent amount of 34 gigabytes of information, a sufficient quantity to overload a laptop. This study was done in 2018, 2019. We're talking four years ago. <clears throat> Do you realize how worse it's gotten? Think about it, mobile phones, online entertainment services, internet, electronic mail, television, radio, newspapers, books, social media, trauma, drama, families, husbands, wives, in-laws, sickness, COVID, um, right? You got my point? Fast Company said, I, was, uh, I have this written up and I have it put up on my wall because it's just mind-boggling. In 2015, Fast Company said we've created a world with 300 exabytes of human-made information. 300 exabytes. I don't know what an exabyte is, so I checked it out. So an exabyte is 1,024 times larger than a petabyte. Guess what? I've never heard of a petabyte. I've kind of heard of a terabyte. So I did find out there are 1,024 terabytes or 1 million gigabytes in a petabyte. Isn't that incredible? So 1 terabyte is equal to 1,000 gigabytes. Actually, 1,024 gigabytes. You see what I'm saying? Numbers and information we cannot even process. Why does that matter? Because we get so busy that we lose our vision. You see, I tell people all the time in my training that most people I've ever met are deaf, numb, and blind. Deaf, numb, and blind. See, we look at people, but we're so busy judging them that we don't see them. Most of us touch things all the time. You're touching your steering wheel right now. You're touching a leg, maybe a pen, maybe you're working on the computer. But a lot of people stopped feeling a long time ago. And all of you, if you're listening to me right now, you undoubtedly have the, the biological gift of hearing. Your tympanic membrane vibrates and other sounds are turned into words inside your head. But most people don't listen well at all. And I'll spend five minutes with you and prove my point. I'm not worried about it. See, to see is a biological act. To hear is a biological act. To feel or to touch is a biological act. But to, to look is a volitional act. To listen is an act of volition. And to feel in today's world takes a lot of courage. And so in my training, I cover six key words that are foundation for everything great. Passion, vision, focus, commitment, purpose, team, 
they are the six principal foundational, um, if you will, pillars for anything great. Today, I want to focus on vision because our windshields of life can get messy. We should all over ourselves. I should have done this, I should have done that, I should have done this, I should have done that. And then you throw in some bitterness, some anger, some resentment, spouses that say I do and then they won't, uh, people that say trust me and never should have. And we start closing our eyes. We stop looking up. We stop looking around. And we just put our eyes to the ground and we drop our shoulders. See, I heard a long time ago a pastor friend of mine said, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And let me ask you, what are you busy doing? Are you busy out there doing good things? Are you busy out there doing bad things? Or are you busy out there just doing anything? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm on the road. Yep, I'm in the beautiful city of Sacramento, California. I'm at the Iron Mechanical Corporate Office. And today we'll be joined by recent graduates of Leadership Awakening. I'll be talking with CEO Jed Rissey about vision. You know, vision is about seeing into the future and becoming aware of how the dots connect. And without a vision, companies and people perish. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about vision. We'll have a recent graduate who works here, uh, is on the team of Iron Mechanical, uh, and then we'll have Jed join us as well. But I want you to consider something. Vision requires a forward focus. See, we get overwhelmed, overwhelmed with activity, with pressure, with politics, with personal trauma, drama, with family of origin issues. And so we get wrapped up in the past, we get wrapped up in our stuff, we get wrapped up in our fear, wrapped up in our doubt, wrapped up in the pity party that some people call their very life. And one thing I learned a long time ago is our feet follow our focus. We move in the direction of our focus and we focus in the direction of our movement. And so vision demands a forward focus. And that's the key. If you are not focused forward, you have no vision. If you're wrapped up in your past, you have no future. If you're driving down the freeway of life, going 100 miles an hour that way, but you're looking 180 degrees behind you, you got my point? You won't be doing that for long, will you? <laughs> so what is vision? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again? What keeps you going when other people tell you to stop? What makes you passionate when other people become quitters and walk away? What are those things in your life that stir you up? It's all about your vision. And you know what clouds our vision? What we put in between the stimulus and the response. See, it's what we wrap up ourselves in. It's what we focus on. If we're focused on how tough life is, if we're focused on how unfair life is, if we're focused on what happened 20 years ago, if we're focused on what happened 100 years ago, if we're for some strange reason wrapped up in making a false history of 500 years ago, how are you ever going to move forward? The good Lord put the eyes on the front of your face because you move in the direction of your focus and you focus in the direction of your movement. And it really comes down to choice. And when I talk about choice in my training, I talk about attitude because that's what attitude is. We've all been hurt. We've all been traumatized. We've all been disappointed. We've all been let down. We've all had our feelings hurt. And we've all hopefully learned at some time in the past that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never harm me. 
that I got to put on my big boy pants, my big girl pants, and I got to shake it off. You know, a, a farmer was uh, had an old donkey, and he was uh, going to put the donkey down. He had an old well they had to bury and fill up because it was no longer producing. And one day that old uh, donkey fell into that well. And then uh, the guy didn't know what to do, though. Donkey was brain and brain, and couldn't get him out. And so they got all the village people together and said, let's just kill two birds with one stone. Let's, let's bury the well and bury the donkey that's in the well. And so they got their shovels, and they would throw. Everybody would grab a, a shovel full of dirt and throw it on the, the donkey. And the donkey would scream out and then shake off all that dirt and step up. By the time it did that, the, the, the people on the outside threw another shovelfuls of, uh, of uh, dirt inside the well. And that donkey screamed out and again had all this dirt on it, shook it off and stepped up. And that went on for a few minutes. And after about an hour, that donkey stepped right outside of that well. <laughs> you see, that donkey couldn't control that its owner was wanting to bury it and bury the well. But what it could control is what it did about its situation. And a stupid donkey knows that when a whole bunch of crap is falling on you, you just shake it off and step up. You just shake it off and step up. And after a while, maintaining that vision, you might not only be out of your well, but you might be onto a better pasture. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about Iron Vision here in Sacramento, California, the corporate office of Iron Mechanical. I'm Black. We'll be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today you are more blessed than normal. Not only do you get the black man, but you get uh, the black man in Sacramento. And they got a beautiful guest going to be joining us. And then we got the other guy too. So but, uh, we're here at Iron Mechanical, the corporate offices. And we are lucky because... Today we're talking about vision. You know, vision is the ability to see into the future. Vision is the ability to connect dots, to see how things play out. And the Bible is clear that without a vision, people perish. But let me suggest that without a vision, companies also perish. And today we're talking about Iron Vision because I'm working with Iron Mechanical here in Sacramento, California. 
They've sent about a dozen people uh, through our training thus far, uh, the Rissy family, Terry and Jed. Uh, and uh, it's been an incredible journey. We've had about a dozen people through so far, and I'm up here now uh, working with them. Uh, they're taking their company to the next level. They're creating a vision. Uh, the founder did a great job over the last 13, 15 years of uh, putting everything in place, and now the team is uh, committed to taking it to the next level. And so part of that process is not only sending their people through our training, but also having me on site here working with to implement that training in their culture. And so today we are blessed because we have one of the leaders here at Iron Mechanical, a woman who just went through my training last weekend, uh, had a phenomenal pr uh, process. So let's welcome Brendan to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Brendan? Good. How are you? Good. You know, this is odd for me because I actually look up and I'm looking at Brendan. So I'm used to doing my radio show in a little booth and people call in. So I'm blessed. I got a beautiful woman in the room with me today. So, so you went to Leadership Awakening last weekend. Yes, so. I did. So what did you hear about it? Before you went, what did, what did you think it was? What did, what, what, what did you hear going into it? Well, I honestly, we didn't share too much with the other people that attended because we, we didn't want any kind of pre, you know, pre-thoughts before we went in. We kind of wanted to go in with a blank canvas. And the only thing I was told that it was an intense course. Was it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was sweating from the minute I entered the room. <clears throat> it was very intense. Um, but, you know, you just had to walk in. Um, even if you were afraid the entire time, which I was, I was, like I said, I was just sweating from the minute I walked in, but you had to, you had to walk in and just be open to anything that came your way. Yeah. And you know, that's important what you said. It is, it is, um, I say fearful. I want to say fear-based. I almost said fear-based. It's not fear-based, but I put a lot of pressure on you in that environment because I, I bring what's in people outside of people and fear is a big deal in most people's lives. As a matter of fact, that list of 20 blocks of leadership I gave you at the end, if you looked at those 20 things, I could put every one of those in a category called fear. And so fear is a big thing, but why does that matter? Because there's a word called courage and I love words, I'm an etymologist. And so by def definition, courage requires the presence of fear. See, without fear, you could never demonstrate courage. Without fear, you could never learn to overcome. Without fear, you could never realize it's not real. I mean, you know this, Brendan, things that were you were afraid of on Thursday night to do, Friday night you embraced openly, right? Correct. That's just so stunning because fear is a straw man. It's not real. And once you really learn how to function at a high level in the presence of fear, that fear goes away. And it actually expands your comfort zone. It's an incredible process. So um, you got to tell me, the class is intense. Uh, you're a woman. She's uh, um, soft-spoken and the class is loud. It's intense. Well, let me ask you, at, at some point in the training, a shift takes place where even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's fearful, uh, you find yourself getting into more. You start going for more. Where do you think that shift took place for you at? For me, it was probably on the very last day that morning when I kind of took some time to be by myself mm -hmm. and reflect on everything I learned. And I think that was kind of when my aha moment yeah. was. Um, I thought about everything that you've said, everything that we came together as a team and collaborated on. And then that's when I kind of realized that all the fear that I had in my life wasn't necessarily a negative thing, yep. that it was pushing me to be better. Yep. Um, and that I, I had to stop 
thinking to myself, oh, it's okay that I'm shy. It's okay that I'm soft-spoken. Yep. I'm just that kind of person. Yep. And then that fear kind of was like, no, I'm I'm a, I'm a fearful for a reason because I'm putting myself out of my comfort zone yep. and that's okay. And I do need to strive to be better yep. in professional and personal relationships. Well, and that's always tell people, where do you find your comfort zone? It's right out, I'm sorry, where do you find your zone called fear? It's right outside your comfort zone. Uh, I put it this way, I can give you fear's address. It's right outside your comfort zone. And so as a leader, we're supposed to be pushing our comfort zone. Uh, as a company, we gotta get better. Rules change, economies change. I mean, you guys gotta bob and weave all the time. Banks change their things, interest rates go up, new relationships are established. And all those have a bit of fear in them because there's the unknown. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have the unknown, it's always gonna elicit fear. But the cool thing about it is once you realize that fear is not real, that you can handle the fear and do it anyways, that's where the shift takes place. And really, fear is like so many other things. It's not fear that destroys us. It's what we tell ourselves about that fear. See, it's never about what happens to us. It's about what is our narrative about what happens to us. So if you go into a fear-based situation and say, I need this, I've got to do this, it's going to help me, it's going to grow me. You're going to approach that differently than if you go into fear-based things saying, I can't handle this, this doesn't make sense, this isn't right, this is just not who I am. That's all programming. And if we don't change that programming, we continue on the same path. And so, you know, it's a 48-hour class. I mean, it was 48 hours. You met me at 5 o'clock on Thursday, and you were out that door 5 o'clock on Saturday. Stunning, stunning. So in 48 hours, if you don't mind me asking, what do you think was the greatest benefit so far you feel you've gotten from that class? The greatest benefit, well, I have to go back to the the fear-based factor. Mm -hmm. So I was so afraid and I kind of realized that it it was a positive thing for me that, you know what, it's okay to fall flat in my face if I speak up and speak my mind because I'm worthy of being heard. So I think that was the biggest the biggest benefit for me is not being afraid to fail. Oh, so huge, worthy of being hurt. See, will, am I worth it? Do I deserve it? Am I willing to push myself out there? And if, if I fall a little short, pick myself up, dust myself off, and hit again. Uh, and that's what people envy. People envy those type of people. People think, Absolutely. you know that people think they can't do it, like, wow, but they envy them. You know that. Yeah. You've, you've seen people like that. Yeah. And, and it's it really benefits to go through the, the class as a team because yeah. you're watching people do the same exact thing that yep. you are afraid to do or need to be doing. Yep. So when they get up, when they get up there and they do it, you're like, wait, they're no different than me. I, I should be able to do this, too. I deserve it. So that's that so, was huge. That's so powerful. I can tell you, well, the first time I ever walked on fire, it was I didn't know. I was going to walk on fire uh, and it was it was hidden in the class that it was taken about 30 years ago and I remember I did the same thing there were people in the class and I hate to say this I thought I was better then and then all those people in the class had already walked on fire somewhere and so I'm looking at the, I didn't say this out loud but I'm looking at them those people walked on fire and I never wanted to wasn't interested in it but that's exactly what I said if they can do it I can do it Right. And that was a huge shift. I'll never forget that the first time I walked on fire because I was scared to death. Like, oh my gosh, what is this? And I'm looking at these people. All Everybody in that class had walked on fire but me. And I'm looking at these people and that was the thing and it was a huge shift for me. Once I saw those people did it, ah. Uh, and that was exactly right. And there's nothing wrong with that because you know what you're capable of. I mean, look at your role here at Iron Mechanical. You're, you're an executive here. And there's, I think you're one of the only women executives Correct. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why I said you're a powerful woman. And the doubt in your mind is not real. It's a lie. And you got to take those lies and put them behind you. 
and uh, Matt is different. So tell me, you have 10 other graduates here. When you come back, what's it like with another graduate? Isn't it like a rapport, you got a connection, huh? It's an insane, yeah. insane attraction to one another. Yeah. It's like yeah. you've just, you've been through this huge battle together against yourself, yeah. but it's, I, we had a, a student that went through it the first time on their own, and that yeah. was three years before anyone else yeah, had Micah. did it. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, yeah. How, how did you do that? And he yeah. said, it was hard. I yeah. couldn't talk. To, I had no one to talk to about it. I went through this crazy transformation. Yeah. And I, I had no one that could relate to me and talk to me about it. And yeah. so I, we it were so fortunate to have all of us, all 12 of us together to now yeah. be able to, to collaborate and talk about how we progressed through the class. Yeah. And I want to talk about it real quick. Uh, you know, yesterday I came up here from Vegas uh, class and we worked with you guys yesterday. And we've been working for a while on a brand new mission. You guys are, what, a 13-year-old company? Correct. Right? Yeah. Already done great things, building high rises, Terry's created great things, and now you guys are taking it to the next level. And so we did, so we've been working on a mission statement, vision, and we had a little bit of a, a little workshop yesterday. What, what, what was that like for you? What was that, what did that mean to you? Collaborating together for our mission statement, yeah. it, um, it was awesome because we all of us are so passionate about iron mechanical and i think that's a rarity to see yeah, in some companies but we we live sweat and bleed this company yep. all of us do um so to, to have us get together and collaborate you can just see all of our passions coming together and how much it meant to us yeah. hey we mind we got about two minutes left would you mind sharing what we got and this isn't the completed version but this is a lot of work would you mind sharing it absolutely so yeah like mr Mr. Black says we're always under construction. So this is what it is right now. It could be changing, yep. um, but we came together last night and this is what we came to. Iron Mechanical is a leader in the plumbing and mechanical industry. We live by the motto, build it before we get there. We provide an environment where our team has an opportunity to grow professionally and personally, feeling valued and cared for like family. Iron Mechanical is committed to delivering performance and quality at every level. In our desire to surpass our customers' expectations, we walk by the core value faith. Fearless, aggressive, innovative, trustworthy, honorable. Mm. How do you feel when you read that? How do you feel? I feel strong. I feel yeah. <laughs> such a strong connection. I think people will, will understand that we not only care for our employees as professionals yeah. at our company, but in their personal lives as well. Yeah, and I've been in his office and I've seen it. It's a friendly environment. People work, but it's, it's like family here. They have a lot of social gatherings. They have food all over the place for everybody. It's like family. <laughs> let's sup together. Let's eat together. So uh, it's a great environment. So, Brenda, thank you so much for your time. And I'm so excited to work with Iron Mechanical. Thank and, you. Uh, we appreciate look it. Look forward to what we're doing in the future. Future. All right. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks. So, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, we're going to be joined by Jed Rissing, Jed CEO of Iron Mechanical. He was one of the first ones to go through about eight months ago, uh, and he'll be talking about the vision. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to 
really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, let me give you a double dose of some vision. I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. You know those words. They were by Dr. King. I have a dream speech. Can I suggest that Dr. King had a vision? See, a dream is very similar to a vision. You can see it. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can taste it. But other people can't. Because it's made in your mind. It's seeing future, seeing how things connect the future. And then you take what's in your mind and you put it down on paper. You put it in structure. And then you have a team together that fulfills that vision. And that's what I'm doing here in Sacramento, California. You know, we have two and a half day classes. You can go to likeitmatters.net to read about them. They're transformational. They are not open to the public. I've been doing this for 30 years. It is by referral only. Uh, Everybody that goes to my training must be referred by someone that's been through my training, uh, and they must respect them or care about them. So it's not for everybody. It's tough. It's not for the light of heart. It's not for the non-committed. It's not for people who don't want more out of life. Outside of those people, it's for everybody. And so I get to meet some incredible people and uh, a gentleman, uh, Brad Desjardin, a Descorp Builders here in Sacramento, who's uh, he and Neil built their entire company based on the values of what we train in our class, uh, connected us to another company called Iron Mechanical uh, and Terry Rissey. And Terry's son is Jed, who is now a CEO of the company. There's a transition been taking place. Uh, and I was blessed to have Jed go through my training about six months ago. Uh, we've become friends. Uh, and now uh, he's uh, taking what we do in the class and he's uh, using it to create a vision to take Iron Mechanical uh, to the next level, make everybody proud. And so let's welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Jed Rissing. Hey, Jed, how you doing? I'm great, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and, I, and again, people, I am in person. I don't, I'm used to not doing this in person. So I'm like leaning close to the mic and Jed goes, am I close enough? And I'm not, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so, Jed, you went through, we were thinking about, what, six months ago, I think it was. Yeah, give or take. I yeah. can't quite remember, but. Yeah, me neither. So when you went through, you know, you, you, you were pumped, right? You were on fire. You were never going to lose this, were you? No, no. <laughs> And then after a couple of weeks and a couple of months, it's harder to keep it going, right? Yeah, like you talk about it. I mean, it takes work. Yep. It's not something that uh, you don't just all of a sudden go through the class and then it's done. You, you know, it's just yep. like any professional athlete or whatever. You got to work at it to be good at it. Yeah, just so you know, if you had a camera in here right now, by the grace of God, we don't. You'd see Jed, this buff, good-looking guy, <laughs> and then you see Black, this guy to Mario Scrubs, and the not so buff and good-looking, and Jed. <laughs> Where were you at 6 o'clock this morning? The gym. Yeah. Where was I at 6 o'clock this morning? I was getting out of bed. Okay. So Jed was at the gym. Jed was working out. Jed was working out yesterday at 6 o'clock. Jed does certain things and watches the diet and all that most of the time, not all the time. But that's a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. Same exact thing. Yep. Same exact thing. He wants a well-fit body and he wants a well-fit company. So yeah, tell me, you've now sent, I think it's 12 people through this training. 
Uh, and what I told you early on is if you want to keep this going, you've got to put other people around you, mm-hmm. like with everything else. And you're smart enough to know that's the thing to do. And so now you've sent about a dozen people. What's it like when people come back from class? Well, it's incredible. So I didn't really, I mean, other than the classmates, when I graduated, I didn't really have anybody yeah. to share it with, you know? So I, I kind of come back to the office and we'll try to, you want to talk to them and like, yeah. they're just like, man, something about you is different or whatever, you know? <laughs> And uh, watching all these um, people come back, it's been a couple of friends. I sent a cousin, I sent a friend, and then a bunch of people that we that work here, and uh, it's incredible. Um, it's they're more alert. Yeah, I've been thinking Where? about how to describe it, but you know, um, you hear all the birds chirping, you see yeah. all the people walking, you hear all the noises, fill all the things, and when they come back, yeah, that it's uh, kind of reinvigorated. We don't realize how robotic we get. Yeah. And as much as we try to make this place a fun place to work, they've been coming back just on fire yeah. because they're just excited yeah. about life in general and it's personal, professional, whatever it is. Um, it's it's had a major impact on them. Most of them just walk right in and give me a giant hug and yeah. tell me thanks. Well, when I came here, you know, because the construction company, so I, we're huggers in our class because we get close and I always wonder if people are going to be okay. Because I worked with this one big construction company, I won't say their name, but they built stadiums. And I'll never forget when I went to their corporate office in Dallas, it was like, People are like afraid to hug. It was like, well, we're we're in a business environment. We're in a business environment. But I was wondering when I go to Iron Mechanical, and so everybody's like, give me a hug, you know, give me a hug, give me a hug. So it is a great place to work. But what Jed was talking about was sensory acuity. Mm-hmm. You know, remember we only use three to five percent of our brain consciously. So the majority of our experience is unconscious. That's how our marriages die. We get in a comfort zone. It goes unconscious. That's how our relationship with God dies. And so when they come out of my training, their sensory acuity is heightened. They're aware of everything. They're aware of what things look like, what things sound like, what things feel like. Uh, and it is priceless. It is absolutely priceless. You've had a couple of times the second half of final exam where you actually had Ms. Black videotape it mm-hmm. uh, to share it with you. And yeah. you're over there like screaming and pounding and jumping up down. I mean, it's an, it's an energy rush, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's incredible. I absolutely love going to the graduations. It's it's a... Uh, it's like going back through the class almost all over again. Oh, it's phenomenal. Goosebumps, jumping up and down with uh, everybody. And the cool thing that he doesn't know, I see, I spend the time with those people. So our employees are human beings first and foremost. You know, we think about them, they're, 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 and again, I don't mean this negative, they're tools, they're cogs in the machine, whatever you want to call them, but they are human beings. They have personal lives, they have trauma, they have fear, they have concerns, they have medical issues, they have relational issues. Uh, and whenever you're dealing with an employee who's struggling at home, who's going through a divorce or a sick child, uh, you know you don't have a full employee. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I mean, you're human. If if you were going through a divorce right now, you know that you would be scattered. Your heart wouldn't be fully into this and all that. It would affect you. And so what you're doing, Jed, is you're investing in these people. And I, I got to tell you, doing this for 30 years, I've heard so many times, Jed, people say, well, I kind of feel guilty. My company sent me here, but man, I got so much more from my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I laugh because that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Because the concept is when you improve the person, you improve their performance. And when you improve their performance, you improve their relationships, mm-hmm. both business and personal. What do you think is the, the, biggest, um, uh, the biggest benefit you think of sending all your people through? What's, what's your biggest outcome for that? Well, right now, it's uh, it's an incredible bond that we all share. Yeah, it's right? huge. We've all been through it together. Um, but I think the biggest benefit is just the personal impact it has on their lives. Yeah. I mean, I see it in the business, and that's fine. But 
I remember when I when I got back and I told our CFO Matt, I said, "Hey Matt, I want to start sending our employees." This this was incredible, mm-hmm. and he asked me, he was, well, "What's it like?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> um, it's it's incredible, but you know, I." It's it had such a personal impact yeah. on me that if I didn't share it with them, I would feel guilty. Yeah, you know. I and he asked me, "Well, what do you think we'll get out of it?" And I said, "I don't care if Iron gets anything out of it. <laughs> like these people work here, we care about them, and I think that it'll have a, just a massive. Imp- I know it'll have a massive yeah. impact on their personal lives. And you talk to every single one of them here that have gone through it. It's their personal lives. Yeah. And then, like you're saying, in turn, that turns into a better employee. But yeah. I never even looked at it that way. No. And he even asked me at one point, he said, well, are we going to lose employees over this? And I said, maybe. Could. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I even told you that. You could. Yeah. Because, and technically, if you're going to lose them anyways, you probably want to lose them. Mm-hmm. Nothing personal, but some people are good for a period of time. Some people are long-term. Some people are short-term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matt just went through the training. He did. So Matt just went through the training. Uh, and Matt had a phenomenal experience. He was going to join us there. He's in meetings, but Matt, uh, what, your CFO? Yes. Yeah, he was in the last class with Brendan, the lady who was just sharing with us. And uh, great man, uh, really had an incredible experience. And yeah, he's uh, he's on fire. And you know, your dad, I got to tell you, still got to tell you, one of the most touching things, and I've experienced a lot, Jed, in 30 years. You got to know I've experienced a lot of cool mm-hmm. emotion. One of the greatest things I still have memory is from your dad. Your dad's never been through my training. Uh, your dad, I, ta- I didn't realize, your dad told me I talked to him 10 years ago. Probably. Well, yeah, he did. So 10 years ago, you and I talked. I, go, I don't remember that. I talked to so yeah. many people. He goes, yeah, I didn't go through it at the time. But when you came back through, it was uh, probably a week after you'd been back through. I reached out to Terry. Uh, and here's a man who's a strong man, a, a man's man, all that. And here's talking to a stranger. And he started, he got choked up where he couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this. He said, you gave me my son back. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And what he was talking about is your relationship with God. Yeah. That's what he was talking That's about. That's incredible. Yeah. I heard them both say that yeah. on, the, on the radio show yesterday. Yeah. I'm, you know, I would have never thought that uh, that I was gone. Yeah. But again, perception, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Just yeah. like, you know, uh, you know, he'd share because, you know, we talked yesterday. He was on the radio with me yesterday. If you didn't hear the show, listen to yesterday's radio show. You'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, he shared with me yesterday uh, about his, his, his passion and about uh, his confusion. You know, here he is. He set up this whole uh, secession program where you're going to take over. And as it's taken over, he feels a little left out. Mm-hmm. Well, Jed used to call me all the time. Well, Jed, you know, and this is, and you're, it, it, but then I'm talking to him. He goes, but that's how it's supposed to be. So this is what's weird about us creatures. Logically, you're exactly what you're supposed to be doing, but because of the daddy in them, mm-hmm. it's like Jed used to. So we're strange creatures, and that's why I do what I do. We got to sometimes pull back from the rat race alive uh, and just take a look at things. And that's, I think, what Leadership Awakening does. It pulls you out of the rat race of everything going on and lets you focus on those things that are really important. Awakening is yeah. just... Isn't it a great title? It's the great title. Yeah. Greatest title. Because that's wait, what it is. Yeah, yeah. And wait till you go to Leadership Adventure. As good as Awakening describes the first one, Adventure describes the second one. We're getting ready to go hard break. And what we're going to do, Jet, afterwards, I want to talk a little bit about the work. You had me come up here where we put together a great mission statement we've been working on for about 
you know, six months or roughly, uh, maybe four months. Uh, and we got that together. We're also creating a vision uh, for the next level for Iron Mechanical. Uh, and so I'd like to talk a little bit about that, you know, uh, with what we put together with your mission vision, with where you see uh, Iron Mechanical going and what is needed to take it there. And the importance of those people, because without our people, Iron Mechanical goes nowhere. Uh, without our people, uh, Like It Matters goes nowhere. Without our people, uh, the, the, the president's office goes nowhere. You don't see the president, you see all his people. And so after this, we're going to talk about vision, to see in the future, to see how the de- dots connect. I'm in Sacramento, California at Iron Mechanical Corporate Headquarters. I'm Black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. And by education, I never mean the imparting of facts and figures. By education, I mean the training of your mind to think. That is Albert Einstein's definition. That is Mr. Black's definition. I don't need to be smarter than anybody else. I want to help people process. I want to help people think for themselves. Great things, great countries, great companies have always been created by people willing to step out, to think on their own, to question things. And clear vision is about questions. As a leader, we must question ourselves. If we're not questioning ourselves, we're going stale, we're going stagnant. The last thing anybody wants is yes people around them. That no matter what they ask, it's always yes. Are you doing good? Yes, yes. Sometimes you got to question yourself. And as a leader, there's clear vision, and there are three questions of a leader. Where am I now? Where am I going? And what will it take to get there and how long? And so today I'm in uh, Sacramento, California. I'm with one of our clients, our customers, our friends, uh, Iron Mechanical. And sitting across from me in his office right now on this radio show is Jed Rissey, CEO of Iron Mechanical. Again, Jed, thank you so much for being with us. It means a lot to me. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is cool. So we've been working on vision. So Iron Mechanical, I mean, you've been around for 13 years, uh, you and your dad, and you had a great guy, Steve, uh, help you. is basically a great partnership. Someone put up money, someone had vision, and, and you're the worker bee. I guess you were the one that did all the work early on to figure it all out. So you've always, you've been successful, you've been fearless, your dad's created a good foundation. And when I met you, I think it was fair to say that uh, you guys were managing what Terry had built and doing a good job at it. Mm -hmm. And then you'd realize that you're ready to take it to another level, take it to the next level. And with that came a vision. And so we've been working with you on on vision. So uh, yesterday we did some work. We've been working on a mission statement. We got together today. We'll do a two-hour training for a majority of the team. 
But when you sat down and you figured out where Iron Mechanical is at now, and a big company, a good company and all that, um, where were you guys at now? Good stuff, but there was still more, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the, uh, there's a big piece of the company that's coming up that's, you know, I guess, for lack of better words, my generation, mm-hmm. right? So the, there's a whole secession plan where mm-hmm. Terry and Steve's people are kind of hitting the retirement age and filtering out, and it's my team that's coming in. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't just me. I think yeah. we all kind of sat back and were just managing yeah. what was built. And yep. it, we didn't have, we were coming to work every day just making sure that we didn't fail at taking it, over it this thing. Something up. Yeah, yeah, it didn't mess yeah. something up. Yeah. So, but yeah. And, and doing good stuff. I mean, I'm in a big building, a big office. I mean, I went toward their yard out there. Oh my gosh, it's impressive. So you guys have a lot. If you guys just maintain what you had now, You'd be better than most as it is. Mm-hmm. But that status quo, that's good enough. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. You're not interested in good enough. Mm-hmm. So the second question is where are you going? Where is Iron Mechanical going? So it's we've been working on our mission statement, you and I. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we sat with the team yesterday and it was really cool. One of the things that I think that everybody's buying into and we could talk about revenue we could yeah. talk about growth different states and whatever um and that's that's all exciting and yeah. fun but what i think is really exciting the team is giving back yeah um and when you read the mission statement that they worked on it talk it talks about our employees and valuing them like family and assets and not treating them like cogs in a wheel yeah. um and just being a contributor to society yeah um that motivates the people i think more than anything because anybody could go plumb a building yeah. right but what are we doing with our successes yeah and, and that excites people well i think that what it is is being a part of something bigger than they are mm-hmm. you know see they by themselves they might not have a lot or they'll do a lot but when they join this team this cog called iron mechanical there's a lot more money behind it there's a lot more people behind it there's a vision behind it there's power behind it i mean i've just spent a little time with you and terry uh and tonight we're gonna have a get together at your place but you guys care about people Mm -hmm. people know they're cared about that doesn't mean you can't fire someone that doesn't mean you don't discipline people that doesn't mean you don't say hey that's not acceptable you got to change but those people out there the time i've been around they know they're valued they know there's a special place. I've been out in the yard. I've worked with your foreman. I've worked with people out in the field. I've worked with people in the office. I've worked with people in the shop. And all of them, are, they've never resisted what I've done. They've always respected Iron Mechanical and the Rissy family. So you've done a lot right. But where are you going? This is what's cool about Iron Mechanical. If you listen to that mission statement that Brendan shared, there's a lot about culture, about the family, about people knowing they matter. And and what are your favorite sayings? You say it all the time. We had to change it because you didn't want it too common. Mm -hmm. Was that a rising tide lifts all boats. Tell me about that. This is your belief system. You really believe in this. What does that mean to you? Well, when I was younger, I worked at companies where, you know, I saw... The top was really rich and the bottom was really poor and struggling to put food, put food on a table. And ever since I've been a part of Iron Mechanical, even when it was just Terry and Steve and I was an estimator or foreman and working out in the field, I always believed that we were building a company that would improve everybody's lives involved. Mm-hmm. I'll mean, tell you, nothing gives me goosebumps faster than when one of our employees, a guy who's been an apprentice for us for 10 years comes to me and says, Hey, Jed, I just bought my second house. He's a foreman now or a superintendent or whatever. And their, their lives are improving. And that's, that's what we want to do here. We want, we want people's lives to get better. It's not just about enriching ourselves. Yeah. It's about 
taking care of our employees and the community that we're involved in. You know, so interesting because we spent just to get this mission statement where it's at now, and it's probably 90, 95, probably a little changes still with the rest of the team, because what we did is we had the executive team put in input, uh, then Jed and I basically put all that input together, and then yesterday we had the executive team come, and it was, to me it was like a big old lump of clay. Like you had a sculptor there, you had a big old lump of clay, and if you ever listen to a sculptor, they see the object in there, mm-hmm. and they see all this other stuff around it that they gotta take off, but they say that I saw it in there, I had to remove all this stuff to get my art piece of art out of there. And that's what we did yesterday with the mission statement. Mm-hmm. Took all the stuff off and probably slimmed it down probably two thirds of the way, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff in it. But one thing that we kept going back to that we spent as much time as anything else was this whole concept mm-hmm. of a rising boat, a boat, a rising tide lifts all boats. Of how how do we put in there that we want everybody to succeed? When one grows, we all grow. When one fails, we all fail. So I want you to know that was a huge part of this. We've probably spent as much on that as anything else individually mm-hmm. in there. Because Jed wanted to make sure, and I know Terry, Terry's your dad, and he learned it. I mean, he's the same way. I don't think I've ever picked up a tab when I've been out with Terry. I mean, he's never let me. I've attempted to do it before. He's never let me. He cares about people. He, he always asks me questions about me personally, mm-hmm. not about the business, all that. You know, we share scripts. Scripture daily, you and I talk about God daily. You know, one of the greatest compliments Jed gave me is I do a life caddy work with Jed too. And Jed, the other day, he said, You know what's so cool about working with the black? We're talking about mission and vision, we're talking about employee morale, and then all of a sudden, we're ta- you got Moses in here, <laughs> you got David in here. All of a sudden, we're, we're quoting Proverbs and all that. You go, But I think that's so cool uh, because that's who we're supposed to be. So I love that. So that's where we're going. Now, Jed, what's it going to take to get there and how long? So, what's it going to take for, for this team? that's already doing well to get to that next level. What do you think it's going to take? I mean, I could just rob it from our mission statement, Mm -hmm. but faith. Yep. We have to believe in each other. Yep. And trust in the processes that we put in place and just keep going forward. Yeah. Getting better every single day. That's so interesting. Here's a a construction guy, Manly, and um, Terry and Jed both have faith as an important part of what they did because Terry had a lot of faith when he started this company. I've talked to him many times. He said, okay, God, if you, you, I need you to provide. And he really stepped out with Jehovah Jireh that God's going to provide it. And that's why the fearless thing is so big. Mm-hmm. Fearless, because when Terry started this and he had to get the funding from Steve and you know Steve and Terry together, I know they were together, uh, but you know he had to go out and just act as if, mm-hmm. just believe. Uh, and man, that takes a lot of faith. And so when we're doing a mission statement, most businesses will tell you not to have any God stuff or all that, but I think it's bold, fearless, aggressive, innovative, trustworthy, honorable. That's faith. It's so powerful. And faith in his process, faith in his people, uh, faith in the God of the universe, faith in that they know what they're doing, faith in that they can overcome any objective, faith, right? That's mm-hmm. the faith you're talking about. Absolutely. Faith and believing people. So uh, we're getting ready to go uh, bring this to a close. Uh, Jed, just real quick, uh, your your relationship with Like It Matters, and you don't have to say nice things just because I'm here, but what do you think the impact of us with uh, Iron Mechanical has been? Business, business-wise, it's incredible. I mean, the relationships, um, I mean, we, we kind of talk about it. I could, I could talk for hours on it, but just scratching the surface, I mean, they're excited to come here. Yeah. They're excited about life. And when employees and people are excited about life, excited to get out of bed every day, yeah. got pep in their step, yeah. that that impacts the company. It impacts the world. Yeah, they're not begrudgingly coming to work. No. 
They get to go to yeah, work. Yeah, they get to go to work. See, that's, yeah. if you haven't been to my train, you don't get that one, but I get it. Yeah. You don't have to go to work at Iron Mechanical. Yeah. They get to go to work mm-hmm. at Iron Mechanical. I even said that to my youth football players yeah. the other day. Yeah. I said, you don't have to go to practice. You no. get to go to practice. And if, again, to most people, like coaches, you're saying the same thing, coach. No. Yeah. Saying a totally different thing because you know how the unconscious mind processes. Big difference. All right. Well, I am Mr. Black. We've been talking with Jed Rissey and the team at Iron Mechanical in Sacramento, California. If you get a chance, check out their website. It's a company going places. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. My mission is to remind you that when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.